0: And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church.
1: And lean not on thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Lord, today, Lord Jesus, touch this, these mouth of clay, Lord Jesus. Let us me, share this word, Lord Jesus, today to you, Lord, this, to this congregation like you laid it on my heart, Lord. Lord, touch this group of people, Lord Jesus, today, Lord Jesus. Anoint their hearts, Lord Jesus. Let this word be as a seed planted in fertile ground, Lord. Lord, touch the remainder of this service, Lord Jesus, and bless us in your name. Amen. You may be seated. Today, I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes about, a, about walking in a fog. the first scripture I read is trusting in the Lord with all thy heart this is the most important precept I believe of this whole scripture we have to trust in the Lord with all thy heart he has made us he made his intelligent creatures he made us the human race to have a dependence upon him we're made with a hole or with an emptiness in our hearts that there's only one thing that'll fill I've heard the phrase, the old phrase is, there's, we look for, as a, as a world, we look for something to fill that empty hole. That's what gets us a lot of times in trouble because we try to find something to fill that hole besides God. And in that, you know, the old saying, the old country saying is try to put a round peg in a square hole. They don't fit. And so we keep looking for more and more things to fill that hole. But God has put that hole in our hearts, and He's the only one that can fill it. He requires us to be conscious of the, that dependence on Him. He wants us to realize that we have depend depend on Him. He commands us to believe His promise, and He looks for and for to look for His fulfillment. We have to believe in that promise that He's going supply our needs and we have to look for that fulfillment from him and it do be and to do so we have to do it without doubt we have to do it without fear we have to do it without distrust with all our hearts with our whole heart the bible says second part of that verse says lean not on thine own understanding this means we and put it in our, kind of our terms, it says, do not just prop thyself up. Because the thing is, is we, we try to take take care of things on our on our own. Our own. We take, take care of things. As men, I'm gonna talk to the men just for a few minutes. The, as men, we try, we think we can handle whatever we, we face. We think that we can take care of whatever comes along, we strong enough, we big enough, we we can take care of it, but the thing is, is there some things that we can't take care of? There's things that the thing is we get a lot of times get ourselves get ourselves in a lot more sh- problems than what the problem began with. As, I'm not going to leave the women out. The w- women has a mother and an instinct that they can they 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 have a. My wife, I was not going to use this, but my wife when she, we was the youth directors. She had a pocketbook, a big pocketbook, and she carried her pocketbook with her everywhere we went on trips. All the youth knew it. Everything that was in her pocketbook. She thought she had there was anything that came along, any problem we faced, there was something in that pocketbook to take care of it. They may have been aspirin for headaches. They may have been scissors if you got a snag on your shirt. Whatever it may be it was in that bag. And that's how, mother, as women, a lot of times we they have this that mothering instinct, and they think they can take care of every need, but there is needs that we cannot take care of. It is, it is on God, not on our on ourselves, that thou shalt command to depend. We can't depend on ourselves. We have to depend on God. He he who trusts in his own heart is a fool. The thing is, is your own heart we talk about other people, we'll fail us. But the thing is, is, sometimes in our own heart, we'll fail us. Verse 6, the second verse I read, it says, In all thy ways, acknowledge him. We have to acknowledge him in the beginning, the middle, and at the end of every work, the process and the devices. We have to put God in every part of our life. We have to acknowledge him through everything. Then we have to earnestly pray for his direction. I've heard Brother Jerry many times in our betterment class as where we are at the, the work camp, we're making, having classes to create better men. But Jerry's used this for phrase many times talking about praying for direction. He says it doesn't matter how small, how simple that decision may be. We pray, pray for God for direction in that decision because it doesn't matter if, if, if we think it's just something, nothing that, don't matter to God. It matter, everything matters to God. Brother Jerry used an example here a couple of weeks ago. He says, you know, talking about planting watermelons, the watermelons, he knew it was time to plant the watermelons, and he used it in one of his his studies the other night. He said, you know, he prayed, you know, you think about pray for what day to start planting the watermelons. Because they said, what does God matter? I mean, God's going to bless it. But the thing is, I believe God will give you the knowledge, give you the the, the right day to plant because you can't go to a calendar and plant them the same day you planted them last year. Because if we know this a couple of weeks this past week, if you'd have planted them last weekend, if you know anything about farming, they would have been dead this weekend. So the thing is is you have to every little decision in your life, you have to put God in first. Self sufficient and self dependence have been the ruin of mankind ever since the beginning of Adam. The grand sin of the human race is their continual endeavor to live independently from God. To be in this, without God in this world is a scary place to be. True religion consists of considering God in the foundation of all good and expecting all good to come from him. The thing is, is we need to look toward God for the good things. We need to expect the good things from God. We all, the thing is, is we all gonna face battles from the enemy. The closer we try to live to God, the more intense and more often the battles always seem to always be. We was, just a few days ago, me and I, I hate to keep using personal examples, but that's, I can talk about myself because I don't get mad about me, but the thing is, we was talking just a couple of days ago when it seemed like every time we get start opening, go stepping through doors drawing closer to God the battle seems to get stronger, the battle seems to get more often and I was thinking this morning I was actually praying this morning about some things and I, and I said brother, our pastor, our shepherd stood behind this pulpit last Sunday and it's something that had been going on for months and months and years But when he stood behind this pulpit last Sunday, and we as a church stepped through that door, the devil attacked his body. He was already going through some sickness, but I think the devil, he went through a battle. And I believe he's going through a battle, and I believe we need to lift him up in prayer because he's a shepherd of this church. And I believe some of the battles he's having to go through is because we're drawing closer to him. We're stepping through doors as a church that is drawing closer to, to God, doing God's work, and the, de- and the devil's not happy. The devil's going to fight it with everything he's got in him. The battle we can't, the, in the battle, we can't win a battle unless we fight that battle to win. So we may have to go through some battles to draw closer to God. We may have to go through some things that we don't want to go through. But we have to do that to win. I don't consider myself to know a lot about military or about military actions today. And I'm not saying this from his word and I'm not trying to make this point that y'all do believe that I do. But I have read and heard of about something I wanted to talk to you this morning about. A soldier, when a soldier begins his training begins when he begins to be a, a man begins to be a soldier, he goes through training on war tactics and on war, and on warfare. He goes through, a lot of this stuff, he goes through with trainings before he ever puts his foot on a battlefield, or he may not never put his foot on a battlefield, but before he ever heads to a battlefield. The military tries to prepare that soldier for any and everything that he may face. But I've read about this past week, I read about that in the heat of the battle, soldiers have been found themselves in a condition called the fog of war." Fog of war is when a soldier is in the heat of battle and he loses sight of his surroundings. <coughs> the thing is is when he's going through in the heat of the battle, when the battle is raging around him, the smoke, the gunfire, the loss of the injuries, the loss of life all around him on every side, sometimes he gets in a fog. This fog is not just a physical fog, this fog, but it is a mental fog. It comes to the point that he that victory seems impossible, and I, and defeat is always all he can see that is possible. He asks himself, is the cost this is this is the cost worth the price that's being paid? He loses sight of everything and everyone around him, and he even loses. Everything, even the, what he is fighting for. He loses the sight of everything because he, he gets his eyes so caught up on the fog. <clears throat> There's times that a soldier has then that time the truster has to trust in what he knows. He has to keep pushing through the fog because of the training what he, is, he has been taught before. Has to, he has to lean on that to get him through the fog. He, he has to remember the training and then he has to trust that training. Not just acting on what he sees with his human eyesight, but trusting and the training to get him through the disoriented times of the battle. In the spiritual battles we face, we can find ourselves losing our sight of our surroundings. Then it begins to, Then we begin to doubt the things that we have supposed to already have settled in our lives. The thing is, is it's so easy in the middle of a battle, a spiritual battle I'm talking about today, to lose the sight of things that you know. It's easy to lose sight of the people that you know that's on your side. It's easy to find yourself all alone in the middle of a battle because you think there may be somebody close by that you don't even realize. But just like that soldier, you lose sight of everything that is around you. Then we begin to doubt the things in our life that we have knows we know how to get through. We begin to to doubt who is even in control of our world. It don't matter how foggy your life gets. We have to trust in the Lord with it. We begin to look at the battle as man sees and not as God sees our battle. In a battle in Joshua 10, where the children of Israel was in the middle of a battle, and they couldn't, they was beginning fighting this battle, and they were getting the upper hand. But what happens? The sun starts going down. And they, all they can see is the battle. They're going to have to stop the battle. They may lose the battle overnight, but the thing is, they don't, they don't see what God sees. God made the sun to stand still for the children of Israel. He pray, he, he, they didn't see. They couldn't see that the day being extended longer. They couldn't see the hand of God in working their life. But, but the thing is, is that's the way our trials are. We can't see sometimes God's hand in the midst of the fog. And Luke, Luke, chapter eight. Jarius's daughter, God, God, they, Jesus was in the middle of healing people. A man came up to Jesus, and Luke eight. Jarius came up to him and said, "My daughter is sick to death, about to die." Being a father of a daughter, that that touches me because if my daughter was, when my daughter, when my daughter is sick or when she was sick. When a child, your child is sick, that makes you want, gets touches your heartstrings. But the thing is, is when his daughter was sick, Jesus is, you, know, you read the story of, through Luke 8, you find Jesus gets stopped with a crowd of people, and they, you know, and he, he don't make it to the house. And when he makes it to the house, they say, you're too late. And I'm putting this in our terms, and he says, you're too late, because the girl has already died. Man said, Jairus' daughter was dead. But Jesus said, she is, she's not dead, but she sleepeth. While man, men, and the way that men see that storm, they were in the fog. All they could see was what they could see with their own eyes. But when Jesus got to the presence, Jesus says, she's just asleep. In verse 54, Jesus says, made arise." and she arose straightway out of the bed. The thing is, is that's how Jesus can do in your, in your, your storm. All you may can see is the fog. But when, the, when God gets in the presence, he speaks to that storm. And, he, and he, he can do things that we cannot see. Today, if you're here, and your life is in a fog, or something looks impossible, we need to put our trust in God. Today, in closing... Today I want to. If today, if you're in a bit of a fog in in your life, the thing is that I believe today, that the enemy has put a fog in a lot of church people's lives, because the enemy don't mind if you're, if the enemy doesn't mind if you know if you're sitting here on a church pew, if you're sitting here in a fog, if you're sitting here not realizing, don't knowing what's going on, or not knowing what, not being plugged in if you're in a fog sitting here in this house today the devil don't, the, the enemy don't mind that he don't mind you being there but the thing is is we had to put our trust in God Isaiah 26 and 4 says trust in the Lord forever for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength today you may be in a fog you may be weak but Jehovah is a strength today if you're in this house and your life is in a fog. Your life is upside down. I beg you. I ask you. Don't walk out the doors in a fog. Because today, the, the one that, that, he, that raised this child from the dead, the one that spoke things into existence, is here in this, present, in this house today. Today, as, as, as the musicians sing, as we stand today, if, you have, if you're in a fog in your life, as I said let, let trust God with your whole heart. Lord, let him touch you today before you walk out these doors. This message has
0: been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic.